Hey, welcome to another episode of Connected Dots. Uh, and today we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, she is somebody who works at the cross section of technology, healthcare, and management. And she's a tech product architect, really. So today we have Dr. Shweta with us. And uh, hello, doctor. How are you doing? Hi, Nitish. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good, good as well, uh, doctor. And uh, it's it's really nice to have you on our show today. Uh, and so you know you have a very unique kind of uh, background. And I'm I'm actually very curious, like how did you kind of go about you know kind of finding this path? <laughs> okay. So uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. And uh, I think that's the question I've heard a lot of times earlier too. So basically, uh, I was on my way to becoming a doctor, and I became one, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. So and but then you know, on in during the journey, uh, I I uh, the tech bug hit me basically. Um, mm-hmm. Telemedicine and uh, artificial intelligence were the upcoming things at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also explored medical devices a little. So I think that's when uh, I got interested into the tech part, uh, and I started my professional journey. And along the way, I did my engineering, and then I uh, I was an entrepreneur. So then I realized that yeah, you know, certain things regarding management also need to be picked up. So I did my MBA. So I think it was a uh, it was uh, just a flow, you know, how it, there was a requirement, and so I think all three of them weaved together very well. Fantastic. So it sounds like you wanted to build something. Sounds like that's what you wanted to do as you kind of started exploring tech and telemedicine and all of these things started kind of coming up. It sounds like you had a vision for something that you wanted to build, and as a natural part of that, you kind of kind of started acquiring these different skills, whether it's engineering, whether it's management, and that's kind of how you started kind of going along this this journey. Yeah. Right. Say twenty years back, you know. Uh-huh. So doctors were doing their job. Uh, engineers were doing their job. So it, uh-huh. it was not that well uh, connected, also. But mm-hmm. slowly, as technology started developing, it started contributing a lot to healthcare. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the time when you know things started coming together, and now you see technology and healthcare uh, working so well together, you know, for each other's benefit. So I think yeah, it was because you know the whole thing was a process of evolution. So I think uh, it was a good time for me also to embark on this journey. Yeah, I mean that's a great point to bring up. I mean the last twenty years has seen some really amazing kind of developments. I mean now there's a point where I mean with certain devices like Apple watches and so yes. forth, you strap that on your wrist and now it, you it, you can even take an ECG with it, right? Uh, that's like. unbelievable right i mean the kind of leaps and bounds we've seen like even those little fitness trackers and so forth right there's so much exactly. on that space yeah yeah so i think uh, technology has touched uh, people's lives in many ways uh, you know from uh, giving us information about uh, uh, symptoms on google or telling uh, somebody how many steps you have taken you know in a pedometer or yeah. count of calories or how a person sleep is i think there's a lot of way uh, technology has touched people's lives but yeah i think we have uh, still a long way to go 
but i think it's a good beginning yes definitely I, it's a good beginning and i think in this last couple of months with this whole pandemic I, i've been hearing from a lot of my friends who are doctors telemedicine they all now practicing telemedicine more than before because you know uh, of the circumstances have you also seen a lot of that where like telemedicine is now getting a boost because of the situation uh, <laughs> oh i think i can add a lot a uh, lot to it Yeah. So uh, so basically I'm uh, head of medical products and services with a healthcare company mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so uh, before this you know we had more of physical touch uh, right. with our customers of course okay. we had the tech capabilities of electronic medical records and all other aspects but as soon as this pandemic started yeah. i mean uh, yes everybody realized that we, we need to be at a distance and uh, so telemedicine assumed much more importance than last many decades so and of course the government also helped because it released telemedicine guidelines for mm-hmm. india because before this it was a gray area mm-hmm. so yeah there was no uh, doctors didn't have the confidence to go ahead because if there was a mishap uh, there was nothing to fall back upon and the patients were also not very comfortable because you know if you can go to a doctor physically it's better to do that and they were wary that how would a doctor uh treat them on telemedicine on a video or audio because a doctor needs to touch right but i think after this yes it assumed a big importance uh i launched products in telemedicine where a lot of clinicians uh are doing video consultations audio consultations and it just suddenly you know boomed yeah and yeah and and it has been working really well uh so uh Of course, there are limitations to it. For a lot of things, you do need to go to the doctor. But there are many, yeah. But there are many concerns that you can get it done. Uh, you know, uh, you can get the solutions to them on audio or video, and it has been working fine. And of course, yeah. Just one more point. And of course, you know, uh, other technological advancement of electronic medical records and all of that also adds to it. Mm. So the whole. picture is maybe coming together the dots are being connected so to speak i mean yeah. uh, but what's the what's the reaction been from the patient side of of the equation though how have they kind of take seen this have they what are, what questions do they have how are they kind of adapting to this kind of change of this new setup so i feel uh, now you know uh, so this started in march end when the telemedicine guidelines were released by the uh, government of india and after that uh, so april may and uh, you know june it's been 3 months yeah. uh, things have been streamlined pretty much so uh, there are uh, there is a defined scope for teleconsultation okay. and uh, so it depends on the patient and the registered medical practitioner so if they are fine with it they will go ahead with telemedicine but if doctor feels that no it cannot be solved on telemedicine the person needs to be uh, there physically Right. then of course it goes into a physical visit but it can it can be done online i think uh, now people are also more familiar uh, with a lot of technologies so with you know mobile phone uh, being the ever present thing in our lives now yeah people are very comfortable with uh, video calls on say whatsapp or skype or uh, zoom or you know any other platform that you name or google meet so uh, Yeah, they are very comfortable in conversation. They are very comfortable in uploading their records. They are very comfortable with getting the prescriptions on PDF. And I'm just not talking about the metros. I'm also talking about the tier two, tier three cities, where it's been working fine. So people are a lot more comfortable. And if it doesn't fall into the scope, people go and visit the hospital. Oh, because you know, if 
Yeah. That's fantastic actually to kind of hear because you know I many many years ago I was actually uh trying to uh, work on certain products with in the healthcare space both in the urban and rural setup in India and one of the big things we had learned at that time which I'm sure is maybe true even now in in India the the doctor patient ratio is a, a challenge right think, there are yeah. many patients and fewer doctors compared to other places and with with something like telemedicine do you think it also helps with those kinds of setups where you know do, the reach perhaps yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i uh, so that's that's a very good point so i so you know how the whole telemedicine thing started was because so that it is accessible to more people right. so if you see yeah so if you see how it started in developed countries you know people because people had to travel so far so uh, this uh, teleconnect uh, made it easier for them mm. and in india accessibility in the uh, tier three cities and the rural areas yes you know uh, it, it's 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 not there uh, you will not find the specialists and super specialists in the, those areas and in many areas you will not even find a basic doctor you will just have probably the anganwadi worker or uh, you know other healthcare professionals yeah. so uh, yes it does help in a big way so a person sitting in a village in uh, assam or bengal or bihar or uh, maharashtra can easily uh, talk to a specialist or super specialist in delhi hyderabad bangalore kolkata anywhere so i think those geographical boundaries are now getting uh, shattered I so think it's helping. I think that to me, after I'm sure we'll get out of this pandemic at some point, and we'll be out of this. I think those could be really the long-lasting effects that these kinds of technologies kind of bring in, right? As we go ahead. Yeah, because you know, so uh, there are certain well-known hospitals in the country where you will really see people coming from another region. Yeah. just to get that one opinion you know just to get a, yeah probably that one opinion or the second opinion or something and it's such a waste of time and energy and money i would say so if sitting in your uh, place you can get an opinion from a super specialist and just a call in say half an hour or 45 minutes i mean nothing like it right you pay something for a tele consultation which is nothing compared to your travel and stay and the hassle and losing out on your business or your work so i think yes that's a big big thing it's it's going to help in a big way and and so that um, i guess from your perspective the, the, this is a large issue and a large kind of india is a large country uh, what's the role do you think of of private public uh, does it have to work in partnership how, how does that again then this some maybe tapping more into your management side of things and how like how do you see that kind of happening hmm so in india as it has been you know the uh, the government investment in healthcare has not been a very large scale till yeah. now and we see that yes uh, it's the private players who are kind of dominating and you know where the public also gets assurance right. so i think yes the public private partnership is the way to go in and it's it's been happening in many of the states it's been happening so yeah i think that is something which is really going to help people in a longer term in having good access to facilities and again you know at 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 a better cost you know at a reduced cost so i think yeah that's the way to go ahead for 
so this is interesting so there's certainly a, a rural use case but now the urban use case where hey i'm busy again i'm just brainstorming here but i'm a busy person maybe you know i'm working whatever long hours and i need to see a doctor but i can't travel maybe i don't want to you know get into traffic and so forth so do you see after again i'm trying to think out after the pandemic situation will people want to resort to go going back to see the doctor or will they say hey you know what why don't i just do this through telemedicine right yeah i can tell you an interesting uh, you know at least my uh, perspective on it so yeah. Uh, yeah so you know this happened in my family and i needed a, a you know specialist consultation for uh, my family members so prior to this scenario i would have always gone for a face to face consultation because i know certain things need a uh, physical examination or i was more comfortable talking to a specialist face to face telling that okay what is my family member going through but during this pandemic as i said you know i needed some uh, somebody's opinion so i took it on telemedicine and i was quite fine with it because i realized yeah this condition doesn't need uh, of course physical examination would have been better but it doesn't really need it and mm-hmm. it and it and uh, you know i didn't have to skip my office i didn't have to uh, do any changes to my routine i just booked a slot as per my requirement and uh, this was after my office hours and it just got done on that you know at that time so i think yeah if i you know i can tell you from my personal experience i would definitely go ahead with it if i think that no physical examination is not required or it's not an emergency and uh, i'm sure others will uh, you know most i would say will agree for it uh, because it, it's a lot more convenient and uh, looking at this scenario you know covid is going to stay here for some more time i'm not defining what is that some more time <laughs> yeah so yeah i think it's better to be safe and go ahead with these modes you know as far as possible fantastic so okay so i think telemedicine that's certainly i think it's it's interesting it sounds like it's something that's going to be more and more prevalent is going to be here to stay so i think that's that's really good to kind of know and i think it's benefits are going to be far reaching right uh, but like, maybe beyond telemedicine like i'm very curious like someone like yourself who wears these different hats uh, how do you kind of think about when you want to launch a new offering or a new service how do you kind of go about that can you help us talk us through that process of how do you see the opportunity how do you kind of go through that process from right from inception to kind of launch yeah okay so yes i think uh, you know having touched upon these disciplines so it does help me majorly it it definitely does so uh, of course in the last few years uh, i have been working uh, i have worked on a lot of products and launched them so uh, so mainly uh, the area that i deal with is healthcare products right so understanding the medical condition or the medical requirement or the medical offering or the medical service that's very very crucial so a medical person will definitely understand more than a non medical person i mean that's given right of course domain knowledge helps it helps in any field i mean it's not even about medical it helps in any field so yeah so first is of course i understand the medical need of the uh, you know to launch the product and how uh, and the mapping that needs to be done now since as i was uh, saying you know technology has uh, touched so many areas of healthcare so uh, it diagnostic or be treatment technology or you know be the prediction part so uh, any product that we launch 
typically has a tech side to it Mm. so uh, there might be an app that we launch or there might be something on emr or there might be a device that we have in our offering uh, so generally that part is there so now when i start weaving the tech part into health mm. it's very uh, comparatively easier for me because i know how the tech part is going to help the doctor and mm. how easy or difficult it is going to be for the patient that's probably from a, a ui ux side maybe you know just to put it simply yeah the other yeah the other part is and that's that's a very important part in today's uh, you know day to day world is the data the data that we need what is the data that is important for a doctor to capture what is the data that we need from the patient side and the third most important po- point is you know if i have to do something on the machine learning or the artificial intelligence side you know so that my algorithm can work on this data i also know in what format should i be capturing this data uh, should this data be structured should this data be unstructured uh, how is it going to be stored in databases how am i going to do the processing on it what are the rules that i need to apply now once these two things come in uh so then comes my management background so you know looking at the whole uh, product development life cycle uh, doing the market research looking at the financial aspect looking at the launch plan you know all those uh, things so i think that's how i work when i uh, work towards a product launch so fantastic that sounds so exciting just you describing the entire process of launching a healthcare offering and right from understanding the medical need to you know going through the whole process of mapping technology um looking at the patient aspect and user experience as well and then launching it and so forth like what i'm curious about is uh when you have you see a particular medical need and then you kind of launch a offering how do you gauge if there will be acceptance or uh demand from their side for or willingness to pay from their side for an offering how how is how do you go, kind of go about understanding that so for that i think uh, we go with along with the you know uh, regular cycle uh, the regular product development life cycle and you know understanding the market need and uh, you know doing is uh, research of the competitive landscape okay. so that i think is more or less like any other product you know uh, yeah uh, but yeah whenever the medical part comes in then you know we are very particular so uh, you know uh, if there are certain guidelines to be followed certain things things you know which are to be done they are to be done which they cannot be compromised at all i see so that that's more like any other product developed in the same yeah. kind of size in the space as well and then from a, from a user experience you kind of mentioned ui user experience as well earlier when you were kind of describing this just curious what what are some of the particular user experience challenges you see uh, as you kind of launch so many offerings what what is it that you observe as some of the major yeah. so i think uh, yeah i will uh, i'll tell you the major uh, you know areas that i've worked on in this part is uh, the adoption of technology by doctors now this is something i keep hearing you know that you know no you know doctors uh, don't want to readily adopt new technology or uh, you know it's very difficult to uh, shift doctors from the way they are doing to shift to uh, another new method so i think uh, 
that's something people really need to go into depth and understand that why that is happening uh, are we correctly addressing the need of the doctor or not uh, for example a simple and a well known example is uh, use of electronic medical records or use of electronic health records yeah. so it's emr or ehr there is a difference in them but i think that's not really required right now mm-hmm. so basically any medical data or, or you know uh, patient data when it gets recorded in a digitized way mm-hmm. so in a, it's there in a electronic format so this is something which i think uh, uh, developed countries have been working on for around uh, you know 10 15 years easily and uh, even in india this has been catching up last few years so there are a lot of challenges that you know oh we have developed a great emr ehr but you know doctors just don't want to do it doctors don't want to do it on the screen doctors don't uh, want to do it on computer they want to go the pen and paper way so uh we also need to understand how doctors had their own journey right uh, how doctors uh, had the learning in the medical school and how they interacted with the patient so it was all done in a different way and suddenly these tech solutions come up that well okay you know you were doing it this way but now whenever you are talking to the patient you have to input the data on the computer right uh, yeah so it becomes a little difficult you know doc the doctors used to tell you know ki main patient ko dekho ki main computer screen pe data dalu you know am i a data entry person uh. so yeah so of course uh, you know other countries did have their uh, own way you know there were uh, people who were uh, so doctors used to write the prescription and then uh, there were other people who used to then trans uh, you know translate it transcribe mm. uh, that was there and so there were different methods adopted but the thing is if you really understand that how does a doctor put in the data uh, what are the shortcuts that are required or which is the pathway which makes it easy for them mm. that they can talk to the patient and they can also put it in easily for example uh, a tech a techy might uh, you know build a very comprehensive form capturing yeah. all yeah. the uh, uh, past, present history past history family history allergy history and everything but in a typical case when a doctor is talking to a patient not necessary that all 20 areas will be touched on okay and it might have a list of all the symptoms and diseases but it, it's a waste of time if the doctor has to scroll through all of them right. so then there are yeah there are changes that we can do on those things to give a good pathway to the doctor and make it easy now so the data scientist in me wants the structured data you know what data in a structured way because it's right. easy for me to yeah it's easy for me to analyze yep. but the doctor wants to put it in a unstructured or a free flow format because yep. that's yeah because that's how he can put it in a better way so that's where we need to bring in the right balance so that the doctor's work is made easy complete data is uh, captured and it also helps the analytics division or you know the the tech division to do their work so i think that's where we need to bring in a good balance this is you know what you described me just took me back like 10 years ago i was actually working in india in the urban space and we were looking at a, actually a electronic health record kind of offering for physicians oh. yeah we were and uh, i remember i had like gone to like 50 or 60 like you know small fine family doctor kind of places and i was observing you know we did a lot of observational research and i think what you said was spot on right the doctors want to look at the patient right and 
they don't want to type anything and they used to kind of writing down stuff on like you know their prescription pads and taking down notes over there and uh, all of that right and so we were like struggling with that and uh, what you just said right we wanted the data in a structured way but at the same time we wanted to make it easier for the doctors as well and so we were struggling between hey should we give this app to them on a ipad where they could write down their notes there but then how would we understand what they've written right uh, at the same time we didn't want them to type because we, we knew that would be more involved and they would never adopt it right so we kind of struggled with that kind of thing a lot and it was just very difficult from a user experience point of view what was the right option to go for yeah another important thing you know imagine you know elsa i take my mom i take my mom to a doctor and uh, you know i'll give you two scenarios so first scenario is my mom goes to the doctor and of course you know initially maybe the reception the identification and all is done and the doctor is talking so doctor is asking okay what are the complaints that you having so whatever my mom says probably the doctor puts it maybe maybe puts it very quickly you know just with a click or with the you know speech to text any any technology where it is quicker i'm not even talking of lengthy something then doctor asks something and something gets in and all of that i'm sure if you know my mom went through it after that she would say you know what a mechanical doctor you know he yeah. just you know, he was yeah looking at me half the time looking at uh, this one half the time right in contrast you know if my mom is going to somebody and the person is really very warm and you know having good eye to eye contact taking interest in what are the complaints that she is having you know the experience is going to be different for the patient also also for the doctor there are a lot of cues that doctors pick up which are other than what the patient tells them yes. for example the body language yeah the behavior uh, you know uh, how is the whether the uh, person how is the person's uh, eye contact and how is the person behaving in presence of somebody else so probably uh, you know a daughter in law will say certain things in the presence of her um husband or mother in law but uh, maybe once they are not there she says something else you know those kind of subtle things yeah, yeah so doctor also needs to have that connect rather than being so tech focused and doing it you know it's all and medicine is not an exact science yep right so, so it's it's just blending in of so many inputs so many inputs and then the doctor processing that and you know applying his experience onto it and then coming up with a care plan that's how the whole cycle works this this aspect which we just talked about over here which is this the simple interaction right is just the, and this is just the first part this is really the intake of the patient right the patient comes to visit the doctor and the doctor asks a few questions and just the capture of that in in terms of technology i think that problem itself i i don't know if i've seen a solution come through that strikes the balance correctly if if you know what i mean right yeah yeah so i so there are a lot of solutions so there are solutions where you know uh, uh, where doctors can now write and okay. that whole thing gets converted into uh, i i won't say pdf i mean even the uh, you know ocr is done optical uh, character recognition is also done and it gets digitized But I have kind of solution sorry to interrupt you but mm-hmm. we we all know the doctor's handwriting is notorious <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's no 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 that's i think uh, 
what to say i think you know they both the side that's a common <laughs> perception i know i know <laughs> that's a common perception anyway my handwriting is not that bad by the way <laughs> so yeah. so your yes, ocr does can can help over there yeah. Yeah that so that is one way and uh, yeah so EMRs of of course have gone uh, there has been good advances in them but uh, so just recently i think last year i uh, did a market survey and i went through uh, details of around 20 companies and you know, EMR from 20 companies but yes um, some way or the other there were gaps you know some were not probably following uh, you know they were not catching the disease uh, as per the guidelines given by the IC, the ICT format Yeah. or uh, yeah somewhere you know that it wasn't structured data it was more stru- unstructured somewhere it was so structured that a doctor doesn't give a, get any maneuverable maneuverability and uh, so you know there were gaps of course yeah we are and, and plus you know so many players so many solutions uh some might be hs7 compliant some might not be what about the exchange of data so right. i think those issues are there but it's good that i would say the whole ecosystem is working towards it and i'm sure in a few years we'll be at a much better position yeah i think there's lots of issues i think the data mm-hmm. one we hit at the end is a big one right and i don't know if now i'm not up to date in, in terms of what the regulations have come in place or not but i think like i remember 12 12 years ago when i was looking at this space there were really no regulations around who owns the data what's the are there were no rules around exchanging the data with anybody or any of the anything of that sort yeah. have you seen kind of changes in that space yes like, so yeah. data privacy data accessibility data security all of these are very very important in today's world you know with 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 uh, more of the world going connected and uh, uh, things going online uh, there is a high chance of data leakage data abuse and uh, you know uh, basically the pa- data is a money you know the power also shifts to those who hold so much data so yes clear rules and regulations are the need of the hour many countries have already implemented it and sorry to say many countries for many countries it's just on paper it has not been implemented so much and that's where we see so many stories of data abuse data leakage and sensitive data getting leaked so i think this is a time where uh, industry and the government needs to focus more on this part so patient data owner is the patient any company you know capturing that data cannot use or misuse that data without the consent of the owner so uh, you know when i am working in with my company yes the compliance is very very high we make sure that this is taken care of pretty well but yes there are multiple instances where you know i've seen other providers or other industries where this is not being uh, followed very stringently so yes that uh, those rules and regulations are the need of the hour and uh, the earlier they are done the better for the society i, I mean that means, i think that's going to be a big thing in the coming years for sure right this whole thing on data and talking about data i mean can you kind of give us a sense of you know you know this is where we are today right 2020 but maybe 10 years from now i mean just putting your future thinker kind of hat on like how do, would you see what are the big changes you would kind of imagine in 10 years from now how healthcare is being practiced as compared to you know where we are today what would you see would be the big like two three changes so one thing i definitely see is that people becoming more and more 
conscious more and more aware mm. of the changes you know uh, changes around their health mm. um, with the uh, you know the fitbits and the apple watches and uh, you know all these monitoring devices coming in mm. so it is people are aware of what is important what is not important uh, of course there is another side also to monitoring devices and monitoring trackers but i think yeah the people are more aware of it now people are more conscious they are uh, they know that yeah exercise is very important uh, they know uh, why junk food uh, should not be taken uh, in large quantity mm-hmm. and uh, why healthy diet is so important why sleep so important um, you know all the other those uh, aspects but uh, somewhere they also probably just uh, become very focused on those numbers you know okay mm. this is the number of steps that i have walked this is my right. calorie burn mm. yeah so uh, so being conscious is good but i think uh, rather than looking at only those numbers uh, the holistic uh, focus on the health needs to be there i think that's important another thing that i'm very happy about is uh, the taboo around mental health uh, decreasing somewhat i would say not much uh, because uh, earlier there was a lot of stigma attached to it but uh, yeah people becoming more conscious uh, you know uh, certain celebrities talking about it and all people are uh people know that yes this is important and this is not something you know that some one should be stigmatized uh internet and google has helped it ha- uh, of course there ha- there are advantages and there are disadvantages uh but then yeah i think the consciousness uh, part is there mm. uh, so hopefully people are going to take the correct steps going ahead uh yeah so that's what i am thinking that it is going to be on the correct side uh that's from i i would say the patient side mm-hmm. on the doctor side technology has been helping a lot uh as i said earlier predictive parts and uh, you know treatment technologies you know mri going through a lot of changes and advancement for quicker solutions uh ai solutions in pathology uh yeah you know surgery robotic surgery solutions so I think there it is also helping doctors for much much better and quicker treatment. Yeah. So the treatment is quicker, resolution is quicker. So people can focus more on the health rather than on the recovery part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think it is going to be better. You know, let's just be very very positive on that. Fantastic. No. In fact, somebody the other day they was kind of quoting this example saying, you know, 20 years from now people will look back and say, why were you guys taking these pills and things like that in future medicine is going to be personalized and catered yes, yes. to the individual right and almost like you'll just have a patch you kind of put on your arm and that gives you all the you know various treatments that you need you don't have to take these five six different pills and what not right uh, so i think people in the future look back and say hey why were you guys doing all of this stuff yeah yeah so as a simple example you know earlier the focus was you know if it is diabetes type 1 it's diabetes which needs to be treated or it is if it is diabetes type 2 or uh, you know if it is something else asthma it needs to be treated but then slowly the change has already happened that it's not the disease it's the whole person that needs to be treated so a person with diabetes and in a different age group and having some other condition which is called a comorbidity uh, needs to be treated differently than another person having the same diabetes but uh, having other factors so it's not the disease but it's the holistic treatment to that whole person 
So yeah, so that change has already happened, I would say, and uh, yeah, personalized medicine has definitely come in in a big way. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, that uh, journey has started. It's just that it's not very widespread right now, but it's just a matter of time. I, I think so. I really, it's it's exciting times, and I think for folks like yourself who are like at the crossroads of wearing different hats, I think it's going to be super exciting. So look, just one last thing, I think for folks who are kind of you know maybe listening to this, who who are wanting to get into this kind of a space, maybe they work, they're trying to work on healthcare offerings, they're collaborating with others, or maybe somebody who just wants to uh, go down the same path as you have. Any kind of words of advice or kind of you know what would you kind of tell them to kind of do and don't and you know any tips? Yeah, so um, I would say that whichever area the person is trying to shift to, please uh, get into the depth of that. That's very very important. Uh, you. Of course, uh, so it's a techie, you know, techie is working on some medical solutions. Now, you know, you can't become a doctor, you know, you can't just wait to become a doctor and do it, then do it again. That's not the way. But then whichever solution you're working on, you need to understand it in depth and work with the SME of that field. So, for example, you are working on a, a AI solution, an artificial intelligence uh, solution for uh, uh, discovering uh, something on the chest X-ray, say uh, some lung issue on the chest uh, X-ray. So work with the expert in that field, go into the depth of that and then work towards it rather than just uh, getting a, a data dump, an image dump from any publicly available website and just developing a solution to it because you are going to develop just a solution to it, okay, mm-hmm. uh, which will be good to show as a trophy. But then if you look at a wider adoption, that's it when you are going to fail. But if you understand the problem of the doctor, so maybe doctor doesn't need a solution to say uh, identification of pneumonia. A very simple example. Maybe doctor is saying when I look at that x-ray, there are 20 things on my mind and that's what I need to understand. I know I want you to drill it down for me and give me a solution which makes it simple to me. So if the techie can work on that along with the SME and give a holistic solution, it's always going to be easy for the uh, users to adopt it. Because I see the problem, you know, when the radiologists uh, have a lot of solutions right now, one company says, okay, here's a solution to detect breast cancer easily. One says it's for pneumonia, one says it's for pleural effusion. So that's not the way it's going to work. You have to give a holistic solution to that person so that it makes that person's life easy. So I think that's where both the industries need to work really closely. Saying isolated is just not going to help. That's what I would say. You know, when you have found a problem and we are going into that, get into the depth, work with the expert in that field, and you will know that yes, you are going to develop an apt solution for that Absolutely. area. I think that's spot on that advice. And I can echo that as well because when we had tried to get into the space, we actually had a full-fledged doctor on our team uh, and we would always kind of resort to going back to the doctor to ask for advice hey here's what we're thinking and the doctor would give us lots of fantastic advice just like you're saying here that you know hey this is why this will work this won't work because of this reason I mean technologists understand technology that's what they're good at but you really as you said need to get into the depth of the medical problem I think that's what you said earlier as well I love that word you said medical need what's the medical need you're trying to solve here what's the doctor's need and I think that's uh, that's just fantastic advice doctor 
Excellent, fantastic. Hey, so I want to be mindful of your time. I, I know it's probably late on a, a Sunday evening as well. So, uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us uh, here, Doctor Shweta. I mean, it's been it's been a very fantastic conversation. I, I just feel that there's been so much to explore, but I, I think maybe an hour is not enough. So maybe we'd definitely at some point love to have you back to explore some of these other areas as well in more in depth. Uh, thank you, thank you so much nitish i think you know when i was talking to you that's where i realized you know that every point itself you know uh, we can have a large conversation a huge conversation around that true. so yeah it's been interesting to talk uh, talk with you and touch so many aspects about this so yeah it's been a great i had a great time likewise as well and yeah definitely as as you said there's so much to explore in each of these areas so definitely we we'll definitely look to have you back on our show as well to talk more about this but uh, thank you so much uh, dr shweta thank you Appreciate sure sure it. looking forward to it thank you